Welcome back to the Financial Foundation, and today I want to cover small business and the financial literacy data across the board. Some of the facts and issues surrounding these topics are staggering. I just have to say up front, if you are an entrepreneur and are thinking of starting a business, the financial literacy required of you needs to be much more than your standard person. In a way, you will need to achieve the upper echelons and have a much higher skill level than most other adults. And if you hadn't heard, August's CPI report revealed itself, and let's just say those numbers came out worse than expected. I'll go over some details and some of my takeaways from the report. And lastly, I want to address crypto again. It's been stagnant for months, trying day after day to burst the bubble and surge back up to its previous highs. But what's happening behind the scenes? Hope you take something away in today's episode. I want to start with a preface of the financial condition of small businesses across America. Before the shutdowns of 2020, around 600,000 businesses close every year on average, and besides first-time mistakes in running a business, financial burdens are the top reason for why so many businesses close every year, although I do believe those reasons are intertwined. During 2020, over 800,000 businesses closed forever, and that extra 200,000 was mainly due in part that the businesses that were forced to close and were not allowed to reopen in time to save their business. I know there were rounds of forgivable loan relief, but reports did show approximately one-third, only one-third of businesses that actually needed the money got it. Unfortunately, this terrible, unforeseen event exacerbated businesses that many or that may have been teetering on the edge of financial worry and the shutdowns were the final blow. But my main, my main point today is not what happened two years ago. My main point is the first number I stated, 600,000. And the information surrounding that number helped put in perspective that financial literacy is usually a defining factor when it comes to a successful business versus a business destined to fail. I'll start with a recent study of Intuit where this study showed that 40% of business owners consider themselves to be financially illiterate. Of that 40%, the vast majority of them handle the business finances anyway. And when they took these results and spread them across the millions of small businesses in the country, it's estimated that almost 6 million of them are operating like this. 6 million businesses where business owners that are self-admitted, financially illiterate, and just doing the books anyway. There were also some other studies out there that recently stated that less than half of business owners can read a profit and loss statement and less than one third can understand a balance sheet. So it's no wonder how 600,000 businesses close forever every year in the United States. And it's the point of today's episode. Just like many episodes before, I have stated financial literacy is the key to success no matter what your journey in life looks like. So let's get into the news concerning August CPI report. If you haven't heard, the report showed that inflation is currently at 8.3% year over year, lower than July's 8.5% and June's 9.1%. So as I did predict back in May, June was hopefully, hopefully our peak. And it looks so far that I was right about that. 
But back to August, even though it seems inflation is trending down, we are still dealing with a terrible situation just because for the sole fact that it is trending down too slow. For some context, since the turn of the century, we had not experienced average inflation for an entire year that exceeded 4% until 2021, last year. We averaged 4.7% of value that the US dollar lost. We are on track this year to be at an average of over 8% inflation, 12 whole months where we averaged the value lost by the dollar, a number not seen in over four decades. And if you have seen the number being advertised out there, you, you may have seen it. It's the 0.1 inflation rate from July to August. Don't be fooled by that stat. It's being touted because the numbers from the report are being used to hide what's really happening. Just like last time, I headed to the US Bureau of Labor Statistics to get the real information so I can break it down and help you understand how they were able to get the 0.1% increase that they are spreading. Here's the quick version. Virtually everything from food to medical care and just about everything else you can purchase went up in price by anywhere between 0.2 and 2.1% from July to August. We are talking over 15 categories of good, goods and services where price increases, but there was one category that brought down the averages. So if you bulk them all together, it comes out to be 0.1. It was oil and gas. According to the CPI, oil and gas prices fell 10.6%, and this price fall was able to counter the price increases in every other category. So hopefully that helps clear up why the 0.1% increase from July to August isn't technically wrong, but it's misleading. Because for reference, in June, oil and gas had approximately a 10% increase from the previous month where it hit those peak numbers of over $5 a gallon nationwide and everyone was freaking out. So the fact that it dropped 10% is basically getting us back down to where, you know, to March and April prices, which are still terrible considering what they were two years ago. But yeah, inflation year over year as of August is still at 8.3% numbers we have seen for many months and it will end up being the average for the year unless something drastic happens. Demand is still outweighing supply due to many lingering issues that have yet to be solved like the supply chain and the fact that the Federal Reserve needs to unload its $9 trillion asset balance sheet faster while continuing to raise rates as they tiptoe this line to carefully as possible not to send the country into a recession freefall. I did an episode where I discussed two historic rate hikes happening within two months of each other, and later this month, we might see another 75 basis point increase. So it might be three times in one year. Whatever is to come, we can safely predict that it's not going to be short or smooth. I am now fully convinced it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, and the pain just isn't here yet. If you follow crypto regularly like I do, you may have noticed that several months ago, across the board, they all started to crash. I'll use Bitcoin as a reference. It crashed down to around 20000 for, and for the last few months, it's been teetering around that value. It's dipped below 19000 once and surged above 24000 a time or two, but every single time it quickly falls back down to around twenty k. The reason it crashed down to 20,000 is related to what's happening to countries all over the world. 
As you may know, we aren't the only ones experiencing high inflation right now. It's almost everyone, at least everyone in the developed world. Supply chains affect everyone. The lockdowns affected everyone. So as inflation continues to remain high and economies and countries everywhere seem to be struggling, this has led to hundreds of millions of crypto investors to liquidate their positions and use the money to pay for their increasingly expensive lifestyles, namely food and gas. As soon as inflation and all the other issues feeding these economic shutdowns and people start buying back into the crypto market again, expect to see the values of these to finally go back up. Um, it is estimated that the reason it's even been able to hold at the $20,000 value is because lot many of crypto investors biggest players are not willing to sell in these hard times they're willing to hold maybe even buy more while they feel the coin is at a discount because if you follow a lot of the uh the crypto enthusiasts and even the um what you call them the very big influencers at the top running these big crypto platforms the consensus among a lot of crypto experts is that by the end of 2024, I believe they said, crypto or Bitcoin is expected to exceed $100,000 in value just because the demand for, for Bitcoin will come back with a vengeance and it is growing as it is decentralized and people are looking for an alternative financial source to keep their money and Bitcoin is seen as a reliable alternative. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, don't forget to leave a five-star review and share the podcast with a friend. If you didn't like it, message me about it on Instagram at the Financial Foundation 2022 and ask me something. I will see you next time here on the Financial Foundation where I add value to your life one day at a time.